Okay, boys, you ready for the story for tonight? This chapter is called Soldiers. After the Indians had gone, a great peace settled on the plain. And one morning, the whole land was green. When did that grass grow? Ma asked in amazement. I thought the whole country was black, and now there's nothing but green grass as far as the eye can see. The whole sky was filled with lines of wild geese and wild ducks flying north. Crows cawed from the trees along the creek, and the wind whispered in the new grass, bringing scents of earth and growing things. The mornings the meadow lark rose singing in the, into the sky. All day the curlews and killdeers and sandpipers chirped and sang in creek bottoms. Often in the early evenings, the mockingbirds were, were singing. One day, Pa and Mary and Laura sat still on the doorstep watching the little rabbits play in the grass in the starlight. Three rabbit mothers hopped along with lopping ears and watched their little rabbits playing too. In the daytime, everyone was busy. Pa hurried with his plowing, and Mary and Laura helped Ma plant the early garden seeds. With the hoe, Ma dug small holes in the matted grass roots that the plow had turned up, and Laura and Mary carefully dropped the seeds, then Ma covered them snugly with earth. They planted onions and carrots and peas and beans and turnips. They were all so happy because spring had come, and pretty soon they'd have vegetables to eat. They were growing tired of of just bread and meat. One evening, Pa came from the field before sunset and helped Ma set out the cabbage plants and sweet potato plants. Ma sewed the cabbage seeds into a flat box and kept it in the house. She watered them carefully and carried it every day from the morning sunshine to the afternoon sunshine. That came through the windows and she saved one of the Christmas potatoes and planted it in another box. The cabbage seeds were little gray-green plants, and the sweet potato had sent up a stem of green leaves from every one of its eyes. Ma and Pa took each tiny plant very carefully and settled its roots comfortably in the holes made for them. They watered the roots and pressed the earth upon them firmly, it was dark because the last plant was it was dark before the last plant was in its place, and Pa and Ma were tired, but they were glad too, because this year they'd have cabbages and sweet potatoes every day all they all looked at the garden. It was rough and grassy because it was made in the prairie sod, but all the tiny plants were growing. Little crumpled leaves of peas came up and tiny spears of onions. The beans themselves popped out of the ground, but it was little the but it was a little yellow bean stem coiled like a spring that pushed them up. Then the bean was cracked open and dropped by two baby bean leaves, and the leaves unfolded flat to the sunshine. Pretty soon they would all begin to live like kings. Every morning, Pa went cheerfully whistling to the field and planted some early sod potatoes, and some potatoes were saved to plant later. Now he carried a sack of corn fastened to his belt. 
and as he plowed, he threw the grains of corn into the furrow beside the plow's point, and the plow turned over the strip of sod on top of the seed corn. But the corn would have to fight its way through the matted roots, and there would be a cornfield. There would be a green corn for dinner some day, and next winter they would have ripe corn for Pete and Patty to eat. One morning, Mary and Laura were washing dishes, and Ma was making beds. She was humming softly to herself, and Laura and Mary were talking about the garden. Laura liked peas best, and Mary liked beans. Suddenly, they heard Pa's voice, loud and angry. Ma went quick, quietly to the door, and Laura and Mary peeped out on the other side of her. Pa was driving Pete and Patty from the field, dragging the plow behind them. Mr. Scott and Mr. Edwards were with Pa, and Mr. Scott was talking earnestly. No, Scott, Pa told him. I'll not stay here and be taken by the soldiers like an outlaw. If some politician in Washington hasn't sent word, it would be all right to settle here. I'd never been three miles over the into the Indian Territory, but I'll not wait for the soldiers to take us out. We're going now. What's the matter, Charles? Where are we going? Ma asked. Darned if I know. But we're going. We're leaving here, Pa said. Scott said Ed, Scott and Edward say government is sending soldiers to take all us settlers from the Indian Territory. His face was very red and his eyes were like blue fire. Laura was frightened. She had never seen Pa look like that. She pressed close to Ma and was still looking at Pa. Mr. Scott started to speak, but Pa stopped him. Save your breath, Scott. It's no use to say another word. You can stay till the soldiers come if you want to. I'm going out now. Mr. Edwards said he was going too. He would not stay to be driven across the line like an ornery yellow hound. Ride out to independence with us, Edwards, Pa said. But Mr. Edwards answered that he didn't care to go north. He would make a boat and go down the river to some settlement further south. Better come out with us, Pa urged him, and go down to the foot of the on foot through the Missouri. It's a risky trip, one man alone in a boat, going down the Verdigris among the wild Indian tribes. But Mr. Edwards said he'd already seen the Missouri and he had and he had plenty of powder and lead. Then Pa told Mr. Scott to take the cow and calf. We can't take them with us. You've been a good neighbor, Scott, and I'm sorry to leave you, but we're going out in the morning. Laura heard all of this, but she had not believed it until she saw Scott, Mr. Scott leading away the cow. The gentle cow was meekly away the rope around her long horns, and the calf frisked and jumped behind. There went all the milk and butter. Mr. Edwards said he would be too busy to see them again, so he shook hands with Pa, saying, Goodbye, Ingalls, and good luck. He shook hands with Ma and said, Goodbye, ma'am, and I won't be seeing you all again, but I'm sure I will never forget your kindness. Then he turned to Mary and Laura and shook their hands as if they were grown up. Goodbye, he said to Mary politely. Goodbye, Mr. Edwards. 
But Laura forgot to be polite. She said, Oh, Mr. Edwards, I wish you wouldn't go away. Oh, Mr. Edwards, thank you. Thank you for going all the way to Independence to find Santa Claus for us. Mr. Edwards' eyes shone very bright, and he went away without saying another word. Pa began to unhitch Pete and Patty in the middle of the morning, and Laura and Mary knew it was true. They really were going away from there. Ma didn't say anything. She went into the house and looked around at the dishes not washed and the bed only partially made, and she lifted up both hands and sat down. Mary and Laura went on doing the dishes. They were careful not to let them make a sound. They turned around quickly when Pa came in. He looked like himself again, and he was carrying a potato sack. Here you are, Caroline, he said, In his voice sounded natural. Cook plenty for dinner. We've been going without potatoes, saving them for seed. Now we'll eat them up. So that day, for dinner, they ate the seed potatoes. They were very good, and Laura knew that Pa was right when he said, There's no gross loss without some small gain. After dinner, he took the wagon boughs from their pegs in the barn, and he put them on the wagon. One end of each bow in its iron strap on the side of the wagon box, and the other in its iron strap on the other side. When all the bows were standing in place, Pa and Ma spread the wagon cover over them and tied them down tightly. Then Pa pulled a rope in the end of the wagon cover till it it puckered together and only left a tiny round hole in the middle of the back. There stood the covered wagon, all ready to load in the morning. Everyone was quiet that night. Even Jack felt that something was wrong, and he lay down close to Laura when she went to bed. It was now too warm for a fire, but Pa and Ma sat looking at the ashes in the fireplace. Ma sighed gently and said, a whole year gone, Charles. But Pa answered cheerfully, What's a year amount to? We have all the time there is. Okay. The next chapter is called Going Out. I hope you guys sleep really good. I did not expect that turn in the story. That's really interesting. Well, I love you boys. Sleep well.